Well, here we are. We're back again. And this is Let's Talk. We've got some great topics that we're going to be going through today and in the ones in the future. And we've got with us uh, our special guest, and it's Dennis Knotts. Dennis um, uh, teaches in our school here. And he's going through a topic that is <laughs> I find fascinating. And we've simply titled it uh, Damned Deceptions. Uh, have you ever been deceived? Has someone ever tried to pawn off something that they're telling you this is the real deal, but it winds up being a counterfeit? Well, that's what we're going to talk about. Do you know they could do the exact same thing with religions? They do. So I've asked Dennis to kind of do an opening salvo, as it were, about the whole concept of damn deceptions. And uh, as far as religions and people following uh you know, uh, a false religion or a cult. And I'm going to turn that over to Dennis. And Dennis, it's, it's really good to have you here with us today. Thank you, Pastor X. As Pastor X said, we're discussing damn deceptions and how Satan has created counterfeit churches with counterfeit plans of salvations to deceive people into believing that they're saved when they're not. If a person falls for these deceptions and has never accepted God's true plan of salvation— they will go through life, pass out of this world, and discover only when it's too late that they've been deceived. The danger is deception. Those who are deceived do not know that they're deceived. The only way that you can prove that you have been deceived is to have the truth placed right in front of you, and then check it out, look at what you believe, and compare it to what the truth says. Now, unfortunately, those who have been deceived, again, do not know what the truth is. So one of the goals of these discussions is to present what the Bible says about various doctrines and teachings of the Bible. We then encourage listeners to take what we say, compare it to what they've been taught, and see if they have been deceived. I strongly suggest that you follow these podcasts and take each one of these topics and compare it to what you believe or what you have been taught or what your pastor or church has taught you. Not every false teaching comes from a known cult. There are those who are in the known cults and they know that we call them cults, but they have been led to believe that they have the truth and we do not. And that's why we are calling them a cult. They believe that they are right and the rest of the world is wrong. I've had friends in various cults, and this is their attitude. They believe that they are the only ones with the truth, and everyone else is the one who's been deceived. It's totally possible for a person to be attending a church that is recognized as a Christian church. However, each church and each denomination runs the risk of a pastor getting in who teaches incorrect doctrine. Let me share my own personal experience as an example. I was eight years old and we were attending a Southern Baptist church. Now, it doesn't get any more mainstream than Southern Baptist. I was telling my father that I wanted to get saved. So my father scheduled a meeting with the pastor. We met with the pastor in his office that week and he asked me all kinds of questions. Well, at the end of the meeting, the pastor was convinced that I was old enough to know what I was talking about. But rather than leading me in a prayer to ask Jesus to be my Savior, he said, 
come forward next week. What? I was terrified. What if I died before the following Sunday? So when Sunday morning came around, I was at the end of the second pew. I wasn't allowed to get on the first pew because that's reserved for people who come forward. But on the first note of the first verse of the invitation, I went up front and a flash. And the pastor says, why are you here? And I'm thinking, don't you remember the meeting this last week? So I said, I want to get saved. And he motioned to the church secretary. I was allowed to sit on the front row. And she handed me this little white card that we had to fill out. I was introduced to the church. I was even baptized that night. No one ever sat down with me and led me in a prayer to personally ask Jesus to be my Savior. For 10 years, I thought that I was saved and I was not. For 10 years, I had been deceived and I never knew it. Let's move ahead 10 years. I'm now 18 years old. I'm attending a music conference in Fresno. One of the speakers was a gentleman by the name of Barry Wood. He was pastor of the Beverly Hills Southern Baptist Church. But he didn't look like your typical Southern Baptist pastor. He was dressed in blue jeans with a Levi jacket. He didn't have a tie. He was wearing this big cross. He had long, blonde hair. Well, this is because he worked with Arthur Blessed on the Sunset Strip. They were ministering to druggies, alcoholics, hookers, and hippies. And as he shared the gospel, I realized that I had never personally asked Jesus to save me. So I went forward. I had been deceived into thinking that I was saved when I was not. I was a victim of a damn deception. If I had not discovered this deception, I would have died believing that I was saved when I was not. This is why I feel the need to discuss damn deceptions. You can be deceived by accident the way that I was. You can be deceived by good intentions. Jesus spoke of false prophets and false Christs and described them as wolves in sheep's clothing. It's sad that if someone had taught false information and they believed it, they were deceived. They became the wolves in the sheep's clothing and they did not realize it. They honestly believed that they were sheep. They thought that they were believers. And they spread the lies that they were taught, thinking that it was the truth. They honestly believed that they were helping you by teaching you the lies that they had been taught. It was not intentional on their part to deceive you. They were deceived. They were victims of the deception. And they just did not realize it. A person can fall into deception even though they have the best of intentions. They want to help people. They want to do what is right. They try to be like other famous preachers. They might even study the Bible and miss an important point. They end up pulling a verse out of context. They think God is showing them something new. And as a result, they begin to teach this without properly checking it out. They could even hear somebody that they respected teaching or preaching, and they teach something that is not correct. 
But because they respect this person, they don't check it out personally. And instead, they accept the new doctrine and teach it to others. So how do we fix this problem? How do we find out if we have been deceived? The Bible gives us some suggestions. Now, Paul warns us in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 3 and 4, But I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be led away from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he comes preaching another gospel, if he comes preaching another Jesus, if he comes preaching another spirit which you have not accepted, that you might believe him. Satan has created a false Jesus. He has created a false gospel. And he's even created a false Holy Spirit, just as Paul warned about. So how do we make sure? How do we know the truth? Well, let's look at 2 Corinthians 13.5. Examine yourselves whether you are in the faith. Prove your own selves. How do we do this? Let's look at 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing or interpreting the word of truth. We are encouraged to pick up the Bible and read it for ourselves. We're encouraged to study it on our own. Identify what the Bible is teaching about God, about Jesus, about the Holy Spirit, the Bible, the plan of salvation. Do this on your own and then compare what the Bible says against what you've been taught and what you believe. Now, here's a red flag you should pay attention to. If a church or a pastor does not want you to read certain parts of the Bible or they do not want you to read certain books of the Bible, that is a red flag. My recommendation is go and read those passages and those books first. Why don't they want you to read them? What are they hiding? So Paul gives us this truth about the Bible. 2 Timothy 3.16 All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. We can trust the Bible. Now, there's going to be a separate podcast where we go over this, and we're going to present proof and evidence that the Bible was written by God, and that the Bible does come from a supernatural source. It's been tested and proven true for thousands of years, But right now, we just don't have time for this in-depth discussion, so I'm just kind of dangling this in front of you. Let me close with this information from the Bible. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If you are trusting in any plan of salvation that puts the burden on you to work for your salvation, or you have to prove that you are worthy of salvation, you're trusting the wrong plan of salvation. 
whether you're Baptist, Catholic, Methodist, Lutheran, non-denominational, Calvary Chapel, Mormon, Jehovah Witnesses, Seventh-day Adventists, or if your belief is not even classified as Christian, you might be Jewish, Hindu, Buddhist, Scientology, New Age, Wicca, or any other belief system. You can know right now that you are saved. This is what you need to do. Right now, ask Jesus to forgive you and to save you. Now, if you need a sample prayer, let me give you an example. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I'm not perfect before you. Forgive me. I accept your offer to save me, be my Savior, and make me one of your own. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, it's that simple. It's that easy. It's not the words, but your intent. If you've never prayed a prayer like this, no matter what your spiritual background is, you need to pray this prayer right now in order to be saved. And we have this guarantee from the Bible. It comes from Romans chapter 10, verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is a promise that God has made. God does not change. It's impossible for God to lie. So come again and take the time to pray this prayer if you have not. Thank you for listening. Hey, Dennis, thank you so much. Uh, we need good, clear teaching. These podcasts are, are going to touch on a lot of different areas. Uh, one of the main ones that we're looking at here as far as damn deception is concerned, and like like Dennis uh, said, you have all kinds of things there, whether they be a, 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 a non-recognized uh, church or not. We're talking about Scientology, New Age, Wicca, whatever the situation may be. It needs to be checked out very clearly because it's easy. It's very easy to be deceived. Dennis, again, I want to thank you so much uh, for being able to bring this light to us. we got future podcasts coming up to where we're going to be taking a look at does it make a difference what we believe? And that's important for you and it's important for me. Well, I hope you're having a good day. I want you to keep looking up and I want you to call in 951-573-2332. 951-573-2332. You have a great day and we will be with you next time.